1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show with AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. We've had a fine afternoon And uh, we hope to have a fine evening Forecast Kind of cloudy, a little sun coming through at times 58, the high Clear down to 43 at night Tomorrow on the cloudy side, maybe a shower or two or a thunder shower. High up to 64 Danny, how you doing? Oh, I think I have you on the wrong button. Let me try this. Are you there? Hello? I'm doing
3: good. How are you doing?
2: There you are. How was your weekend? It was nice. How was yours? It was fine. What'd you do? Nothing? Just watch watch Netflix. You and your Netflix. I love my Netflix. Yeah, I know. I sat outside and built a fire last night.
4: Oh, it was a beautiful day yesterday.
2: Yeah had some family time, did some little food over the, over the little mini fire we made, sat around. Only problem is the wind's blowing different directions and kind of, <laughs> you think you're safe, then the wind changes, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a bu- bunch of smoke. But other, <laughs> other than that, it was a lovely time to be out and just sit around. Uh, Saturday, I had a friend of mine who uh, turned 50, and we did a drive-by birthday, which is becoming kind of a, a thing. Have you seen these lately? Um, yeah, I actually have. Okay. Have you been in one? No. Okay. Have you? Well, just Saturday was the first one for me. And, uh, it's a chance to just, you know, you can't get too close, but, uh, her husband had a big thing of balloons two blocks away and your job is to go get one, clip it off and then tie it to your car or whatever and come by and perhaps bring a present of some sort and greet from the street as it were. So that's, uh, that's what we did. Although it was so windy, he had to bring all the balloons in, in himself and, you had to kind of scrap that part of the plan, but it was still nice to see folks. They had a little fire pit thing going on in the front yard with family. And, and then the rest of us took our time and speak for a couple of minutes and then get on our way. So, uh, and I had Justin Bieber playing because she's from Canada and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to give her a little dance party because, you know, they would have liked to have had a, a, a nice little get together, but they're going to have to wait like everybody else for the thing. They're going to, you know, a lot of people are postponing their events and including wedding receptions and uh any case so yeah but it was a nice a nice weekend and it's good to be back and have a little uh work week going again normalcy i know it's a a different time that we're in but we want to do our best to keep things as normal as we can on the program be an encouragement to folks so if you're game i'm game yeah okay um we have a couple guests this hour Including Gary G. Cobb, who's a longtime friend of the the program, but we haven't had him on for a while, you know. Um, I know the last, you know, I guess, you know, month or so has been erratic with that in that in that regard, and so we're glad to have him joining us shortly. The NFL draft is continuing on, although I think they're doing everything remotely. But they had the draft Thursday through Saturday, so he's going to talk about that a little bit, and also is uh, a man of God who's got some good perspective probably for us to to hear about what's going on these days, and then. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., the actor, you may have heard of him. Um, he's uh, going to be joining us as well. Earth Day is on Wednesday, and he's big with the environment and all that, so we're not going to get all political and everything per se, but just uh, some thoughts about being mindful about the environment and how we can take good care of it. So we'll chat with Ed Begley this hour as well. Fair enough? Good. I'm excited. All right. You are. You know, you're always excited. Are you never not excited?
4: Mm, some days.
2: <laughs> well, I guess it's just this hour. Maybe it's the program. Yeah. That's a good sign. Very good. All right. So uh, before we go any further, though, we are in, obviously, an interesting, challenging time. And so we want to um, offer you something, let you know. We have this thing called uh, uh, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. It's a free download on our website, courtesy of Steve Arterburn, who is the host of New Life Live, which is a program that airs at 1 o'clock each weekday afternoon on WFIL, as well as Midnight. It's a 14-page guide, a lot of scripture in it to give you perspective and help you stay grounded and think through things. And so you can have a free copy, anybody can, right from our homepage at WFIL.com. We actually had Steve on the program a couple weeks back talking about the creation of uh, of this guide and where it came from.
3: I came back from a trip from California, and because i have been flying, I didn't want to expose my family. I didn't know if uh, somebody I was around had it or I had it. So I just went into isolation, and the first couple of days there, I just thought, you know, I better write down some things for myself, and then I wanted to share it with other people. And um, it's been uh, quite an experience to be in isolation. But, you know, if you're struggling with this and uh, you're experiencing some fear and anxiety, well, I'd say that'd be kind of normal. You know, the Bible says don't be anxious uh, for anything. Uh, but what that really means is uh, don't let anxiety overcome you in any way. And if it is, then, you know, you really uh, need to take a look at that. But I, I sat down at 14 pages when I was finished on different things that you could do uh, to make the best of what I think a lot of us uh, in our lifetime think uh, could be the worst of times that we've ever been through.
2: That's Steve Arderburn And, again, the guide he has put together overcoming fears and anxiety available free at wfil.com encourage you to grab that and help yourself let a friend know about that too this is really obviously among other things a time where we can um, be god's hands and feet be a blessing be available to people i think folks if ever they're open to talking or at least considering things now would be a time Uh, so you want to don't want to go crazy you know you want to be available right you want to have a heart and mind that are right before the Lord and you're ready to talk, ready to have conversations. Maybe you do give a quick phone call to somebody, check in on them, truly love them in that way. And, um, and one way you could love them, maybe is to point them to something that, a resource like this, the Overcoming Fear and Anxiety a uh, uh, little book deal that's on our site again at WFIL.com. Quick break, then we'll come back. Looking forward to having Gary G. Cobb join us uh, on the Tim DeMoss Show. It's Monday afternoon, in case you are wondering, Monday the 20th of April, 2020, WFIL.
1: You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at com.
2: other letters g Cobb G-Cobb joining us hey my friend how are you good good how you doing Tim? <laughs> do you still get or do you did you ever get goosebumps hearing that song some sense of pride i'm not sure if that song was around when you were playing or was a little bit after you still
5: wait, wait, say, that, say that again the, I, didn't, I didn't hear that
2: the, the eagles fight song the fly eagles fly did, you know you're as a former eagle player you still feel a little bit like a little juice when you hear that song uh, oh, yeah, of course, you know, uh, because,
5: you know, once you play for them, you you really never – it never gets out of your blood. So, uh, you know, that it get you going a little bit. And, of course, uh, you see one of those helmets and colors and everything, <laughs> you feel like hitting somebody. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah, just what we want. That's great. Well, G- <laughs> G's been a guest for a number of times over the last couple of years. Glad to have him aboard. He's a former Eagle uh, NFL player, longtime Philadelphia Sports Broadcaster, G Cobb dot com's this website you can mm-hmm. check out too. Um and we hadn't I guess we haven't talked for a while, so how are you? It's been been a minute, as some folks say. hmm You doing all right? Well,
5: uh everything's well, you know, of course, uh, you know, uh my life has changed just like everybody else's, you know. Um so it's meant some adjustments and things, you know, uh uh, just as kind of a little side note, you know, uh, my mom and dad, you know, uh, live with my sister. Um, she lives in, in North Jersey. And we have a lady, you know, that comes and pretty much, you know, takes care of things, everything, there at the house and everything. Well, she went to visit her mother in Nicaragua.
3: Hmm.
5: And I'm going like, you're going to visit your mother where? <laughs> well... She goes to visit her mother and she hasn't been able to get back out. So, wow. um, you know, I have had to step in as, as her, you <laughs> know, <laughs> so just, you know, helping with things and that sort of thing. So that's really where I am. I'm up in North Jersey, uh, at, you know, where my sister lives and, um, wow. you know, making sure moms and pops are all right. Cause you know, they're, they're almost, they're almost 90 years old. So, you know, if anybody's vulnerable and know this whole thing, you know, you're talking about them. So sure. that's why I had, to, I had to come up here and, uh, uh, so it's been interesting and everything. So
2: <laughs> and another, Yet another hat God's allowing you to wear.
5: Hey, uh, you know what? You've got to be versatile. What they say, you know, when you, when I played, they always said, that, hey, the more things you can do.
2: Sure, yeah. sure. Well,
5: they, they'll keep you around.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, sports have been a huge part of your life, but not the only part of your life. And perhaps now more than mm-hmm. ever, that, that really becomes clear and starts to stand out when other things get stripped away.
5: That's so. right. Well, you know, that's what this has done, really, Um this has been a serious shaking with people, uh, because look at all the things that have just disappeared, you know sports you know uh, sports is great, but you know you can put it in the wrong place you know uh, the same thing with with a lot of other things that we have in our in our world and all of that's been shaken. I mean uh, I know that a lot of guys you know uh, I talk to of course a lot of players checking on guys make sure everybody's all right, and stuff. And boy, this is shaking up a lot of people. I tell you, you get a chance to talk to them. It's really kind of got, let them see, you know, a lot of this stuff isn't that important. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. You
5: know? And, um, and just, you know, uh, you know, letting you kind of know where you are. Cause, you know, a lot of people live, uh, where even if they know the Lord, they're going, well, Lord, just wait over here. And, uh, when I get near the end of my life, then I'll connect back with you. Well, yeah. This is shaking
2: up some people, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, as I think about that, um, basically folks are home, and it doesn't really matter how famous or not famous you are, how much money you have or don't have. Um, and, and the, I mean, you need money to right now. That's obviously an issue. But the concept being the world has been kind of put in its place, for lack of a better term, like, you know, and that's a good thing. If you think about it, Philippians 2 talks about every knee is going to bow, and every going yeah. to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, th- not to be weird, but it, it almost feels like a little bit of a precursor. Like, I don't care if you're the head of the NBA or the head of the NFL or the head of whatever, or whatever athlete, make whatever millions, you know, see how quickly what you're resting on potentially can go away. And uh, that goes well, for all of us, right?
5: Well, you know, what, what it does is it, it, it really just strips down where there are no invincible people. You know what? And there are no invincible nations. Hmm. You know, it, it, it's basically what you said is that all of the, so many things you see, where you know, none of this is is going to always be here. Um, and it's really, I think, uh, kind of sobering when almost everybody sit back and go, you know, you know, I could be out of here. You know, most people don't <laughs> you know, even think about that, but you know uh it's just kind of sobering to know like we're all going to be here for a while and we're all going to leave so uh, you know it, it it's it's it just really put that out in front of everybody uh and uh it's it's very 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 sobering i think uh to see that you know we're not all going to we're not going to be here forever so you need to be doing something with this time you're here and yeah. um uh, i think yeah. You know, this, all this stuff is, is really—it's it's, it's sobering. Like I said, that slap in the face where they go, "Come, snap out of it! Snap out of it!" You know? yeah.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully, it's, as you said, make use of the time. It could—it yeah. could be equal parts different things. Obviously, for some, it's very serious if they've lost a loved one or or have yeah. folks who are sick. And at the same time, yeah. f- for some folks, maybe who are better uh suited in life financially they can afford to kind of ride things out for a while maybe but I still, yeah. I still think even then people especially they own a business you know everybody's feeling it in one way or another oh, so um, yeah just that reminder of yeah you know what everything that seems so valuable it's just like I don't know this yeah. is a right analogy but everything has its time and place scripture talks about a time and a season yeah. for things and this is not That's our right. ultimate home so just remember don't this is a, as good a reminder as we're probably ever going to get that no matter who you are or where you are, that this – what you have at your disposal, the job you have, the resume you have, the hopes you have, the plans you had, all of those mm-hmm. things are yeah. are up for debate and <laughs> in, in, in the sense of – well, not debate, but in light of what's to come. And as a believer, though, the great news is you don't have to be fearful. You can really know that That's right. wonderful things await. But it, it is – sobering is a good word. Because it's a good gut check to say, where am I? What am I holding on to? What am I leaning on, you know? And you do that for those just tuning in. Gary G. Cobbs, our guest, played for the Eagles, several other teams in his NFL career, longtime broadcaster in Philadelphia, uh, works for Fox Sports and uh, is his website. You know that. Almost, though, so, in a way, because part of what you do now is really work with players when they're done playing and transitioning to everyday life. So you have a taste of this, uh, practically speaking, already, that relationship with players and helping them segue from what seems super real, their NFL career, to now what? I'm 35, I'm not playing anymore. I'm 25, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you, what, That's what do you, right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Well,
5: there's some similarities because, you know, when you're playing, man, you're it, you know, uh, you'd be riding a wave where you're kind of on the cloud. I mean, you can't go anywhere and everybody makes a big deal out of you. Like, you know, you're the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened. You know, you, you can walk, like you say, you can just grab something to eat somewhere, anywhere. All of a sudden, you know, the people are all over you and talk about how great you are and, you know, you plan, plan for the NFL, and, you know. But then once a the guy's his career ends, then he's over there and, and nobody's even speaking <laughs> yeah. because, you know, that goes away. And so you realize that that's not real. It's not really something that you can really uh, put all of your weight on. You know, it's, it's something that, that's past us. And so much of uh life, you know, things are past. They're not going to be forever. And uh, I think that there's some similarities, you know, with what we've seen now is that, to see where, you mean such and such? You mean they're not going to play the game this week? No, they're not playing the game, no. They're not going to play the game this week. You got, oh, there's no way. They got to play. No, they, they're not playing any games, you know, mm. uh, because there's something that's a little more important that's involved, you know, and you got, you know, such a thing uh, that that happens. And so a lot of the guys uh, have that sobering thing happens when you finish playing and you get out and you realize that, uh now you gotta start all over because you might have to in a job and nobody really cares that you played in NFL anymore. You know? They don't right. care. They're going like either you either you're gonna sell ten of these units each month or we're gonna get rid of you.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's right. So, that's right. So,
5: going, so that's you know, that that's what uh I have to talk to guys about and, and have them um realize that they gotta start all over, they gotta build their reputation, they got to learn to do this uh, certain, uh, technique, uh, whether it's sales or something they're doing, uh, with managing something, and they got to start all over. And like I said, uh, nobody really cares that, you know, they used to, uh, you know, score touchdowns or stop touchdowns, that, that they got to start all over. So it, it's, uh, it's similar to some of the things that, uh, now. In fact, talking to some of the guys, you know, boy,
2: hmm.
5: you know, uh, really
2: really shakes shakes a lot of the guys up. I bet. I bet. Gary G. Cobbs, our guest. Gary, do you have a few minutes to hang on? I just want to do a quick commercial break. and uh, We do have a draft coming up Thursday. I thought I'd just ask you a question or two about that. Is that cool? That that sounds good. (laughs) All right. Gary G. Cobbs, our guest. Back with more. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
2: It's 426 in the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Coming up in a little bit, Ed Begley Jr. going to join us, actor who's also a big on the environment and wants to share a few thoughts, so we'll chat with him for a few moments and we have some other cool things planned, but we're glad to have uh, Gary G. Cobb continuing to hang on with us on the line, former Eagle and longtime Philadelphia Sports Talk show host, and um, you know, of course this this Thursday, I guess the draft does continue. Some things, and I guess it's good to have some kind of normalcy happening here, or something else to talk about. About you know, uh, but this Thursday, round one, and then uh, two and three on Friday, four through seven on Saturday. Eagles pick twenty-first in the first round, fifty-third in the second round. What do you What do you think they may try to address? Uh, you know, there's always lots of needs. But, wide receiver, yeah,
5: receiver, yeah. Oh yeah, they got to get, they got to get some wide receivers. You know, they really have. Uh, just, you know, they got very little production last year. I mean, you, you realize that uh, they wound up going with some practice uh, some practice guys, you know, guys are on the practice team, and they wound up contributing some, but uh, they just got to get more talent there. You know, you got a, a guy in the, really in the, in the peak of his career in Carson Wentz, so they got to get some people for him to get the ball to. Uh, and this is a draft that's really, really rich in uh, wide receivers, the whole thing is, you know, uh, they want to get one of those top four in that, with that 21st pick. So, you know, I, I think it's probably going to be Jefferson. Um, but it's going to be one of those guys. You know, of course, they would love to get Ju- Judy. You know, uh, C.D. Lamb is supposed to be rated as the, as the top guy. Um, uh, then you've got Judy. Um, you got the speed kid uh, out of uh, Alabama. I mean, they, they – um, You know they got a lot of uh, a lot of guys, uh, so they're probably going to draft two wide receivers.
2: Okay, wow. And
5: then then they they might get a a linebacker, you know, because they really are don't have a lot linebacker wise, and so they could use some help there. You know, with a guy who's got the speed to be able to play the pass and uh, can be in for three downs all the time. You know, because they got the speed to run with the tight ends and running backs and all that type of thing. So that that's what you can expect. but they're going to definitely do a lot with the wide receiver position. I expect them to draft at least two wide receivers, probably two in the first three picks. They'll, they'll get that up. But they've they got to do something wide receiver immediately. In fact, they need to start drafting guys right now before the draft.
2: <laughs> get a running start. Yeah, That's right. Well, and they do have a few more picks later in the, in the latter rounds. Um, what's your experience with what the Eagles can do, and in football in general, when you're in the lower rounds, are there positions on a particular team that can afford to actually wait a little longer? Obviously, quarterbacks, such a high thing, you, you, you're going to use that early. But later in the draft, are there certain positions, for whatever reasons, that lend themselves to hey, you can still get a great blank in the fifth round, for example? Well, I think uh,
5: you know we've seen that in the running with the running back position. That's that's been a position that's been. Uh, You've been able to draft guys later and, and still find wind up getting a good uh, a good player, uh, but I think that's really probably true in any position because they when was Tom Brady drafted? <laughs> you know, that's true. Uh, so Aaron you know, Rodgers, right? Yeah, but I, I kind of think though, um, you look at uh, I think teams try to address their offensive and defensive lines first, and then I think some of the other receivers like the linebacker position. I don't think it's valued as much. So you can get a good linebacker, I think, in the, the fourth round, the third or fourth round. I think that they're probably going to draft a linebacker in one of those rounds uh, because they do need the help. You know, they they, they got to improve there. Uh, they need somebody that's a playmaker who's also can be outstanding um, both against the run and the pass and complete three downs. So I wouldn't be surprised if they they, uh, they grab a linebacker uh, and safety position is almost gotten to the point where it's almost like playing linebacker because they rarely play three linebackers on the field at one time. So uh, really you can wind up with the safeties almost uh, like they're playing linebacker. But they got to be versatile. That's the big thing. You need versatile players. And speed is the key. Speed, speed, speed. That's what the Eagles have got to be looking for.
2: That's what people usually say when they see me running. They say speed, speed, speed.
5: Is that what they say, huh? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hey, hey. When you're running to the dinner table, huh? That's it. I heard
2: the dinner bell. You don't have to call that's me right. twice. That's right. Get out of his way. Small <laughs> children, I don't care. Move. Hey, hey that, hey, that hey,
5: that's, that's the way I've always been. Hey. You know what I mean? Well, you, know, gee. you can call me late, but don't call me late for dinner.
2: That's right. <laughs> when you think about it, in the draft, there are 255 picks, if I have my numbers right, which, uh-huh. which – to me, that's like the top, like it's the best five players in every state. Something like that. Yeah. Like, even though, was, oh, he's just a six-round pick. It's, just, it's like, we're one of the best players in the whole country. I, I don't know. I I know what I can do with it at my level. And to me, at a professional uh-huh. level, that that's just uh-huh. still, still get some great talent. Right? So. Oh, yeah. Well,
5: well, you know, the thing is, amazingly, I tell you, this is the thing about the NFL now is. Some of the best players won't be drafted. They'll wind up having guys come in as walk-ons, and they end up making the team. And the guy will go on to be a Pro Bowl player, and he wasn't even drafted. So that just shows you that yeah. it's, there's so much talent, and the fact that they they don't pick them. I mean, sometimes they miss they miss guys. So uh, that that does happen. But I I just think that um, it's an exciting time. It's it's going to be very interesting because of the fact that, you know, uh, guys are going to be at home. You know, when they find out they're going to be at home, you're going to see, see the guy with his family, and yeah. uh, that that's going to be, you know, something exciting and everything. But it's going to be, uh, you know, a once in a lifetime for a lot of these youngsters and, you know, uh, it'll be exciting to see what the Eagles wind up with. But they got to get wide receivers. Carson needs somebody to throw the ball to. And see, if you get some deep speed, you think guys like Zach Ertz and – uh uh, are gonna are gonna be they're gonna be open all the time. I mean, yep. Uh, so if they could get some deep threat to really kind of spread out the field, so it, it's an exciting time. I I, I hope they I hope they get the right guys.
2: How, what was your for those just tuning in? G Cobb's our guest, Gary G Cobb, been on the program a number of times and played for the Eagles and a number of other teams, and also been a sports broadcaster and other things for many years. G Cobb dot com's is his website. Um, what, what was you just as you're talking there? What was your draft day like when the day the day you were drafted?
5: Oh boy, it was it was it wasn't a big deal, you know, years ago. It was was not regarded on in, in, in the same way. I mean, uh of course you're excited. Uh I was excited, you know, and um but ultimately, you know, you, you gotta go in and play. Um but I um I was drafted in the ninth round. This yeah. is back in nineteen seventy nine. How many rounds
2: were there and back a, then? Was it? Was it uh, twelve. Twelve, yeah, okay.
5: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I I didn't even find out until really uh, they called me that night. I mean, I wasn't looking at it. There was nothing on TV, so uh, yeah,
2: it's changed. It's you know, an what, event,
5: but yeah, it's an event now. So and and then the thing, um, well, they, it just wasn't on the same level. Even the the way the scouts came out and, and looked at you, they they didn't do it like like it is now, where it's it's an event within itself. And you go out and you got your pro day and all that, uh, you know, and they're asking questions.
2: Were you thinking though no, I will be drafted, I will make it, or were you not sure?
5: Oh uh, yeah, I, I knew I was going to be drafted. Uh, yeah. I had I had suffered an injury in my senior year, so it kind of hurt me because I had uh, had a, a bruise on my uh, thigh, which prevented me from running and stuff, so I couldn't do a lot of stuff. So uh, I, I knew that wherever I went to camp, I, I just had to go ahead and improve myself. You know, that's and that's where uh, ultimately that's what it comes down to, and I, that's why when I talk to young players, tell them look. Don't get caught up in the when you were drafted, whether you were drafted early, late, whatever it is. Because ultimately, you know what it's going to come down to? Can you play? Yeah. And if you can play, everything's going to work out.
2: And you'll find on out. on the other
5: hand, if you can't play, you're going to find that out too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So so don't spend all your bonus money if you can't play
2: because you're going to need it. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this, G. Sometimes <laughs> I ask myself if there's a given event or a series of events that will help things turn around, uh, in our culture these days with, with the coronavirus situation. Is there going to be something that kind of pivots back to normal? Do you think uh-huh. the NFL might actually play a role in that?
5: I, I think without a doubt, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, they always talk to us and, and tell us how we're role models, but I, I think the sport, um, as we've seen before, we saw it uh, in nine 11, how, you know, to come out and, and have a game, you know, after, uh, that, uh, it, was, it was just something that just gave the whole country, said, you know what, we're, we're not, we're not going to change, you know, we're going to come in back stronger and better, you know, and I think that's what uh, the role now is that a lot of the, 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 the people that have been driving the trucks, we've had people keeping our uh, food, so we've been able to go to the grocery store, there's been plenty of food there, they've continued to work. Uh, they've been at risk, and they still have gone to work and anything. And and I think that they have served a, a role, and I think that now uh, you're going to have football play a role here where a lot of people are going to see the graph, and, and they're, they're going to say, hey, you know what, life goes on. And so I think that uh, definitely uh, the NFL is playing that role, and I think a lot of people will, will you know, regardless of, of whether it's, it makes sense, uh, they look at, the NFL for a role model and look at players as role models. and it's it is definitely true and I think it's gonna be the case in, in this
2: uh in this situation. Well in the timing of things, obviously basketball and hockey seasons the, you know, they, they got hit right near their finish line of their regular season. So they're just saying, is there a way to finish our season? Maybe squeak playoffs in baseball Uh never got started. They're trying to figure out is there a way to get it going and complete it with some meaningful, you know, to, to some meaningful degree, but football, the way it's situated, the way this is all played out, theoretically, it could line up where the beginning of the kickoff, the regular season is actually about when things, people start to have the courage or whatever the word is to start to come out and go out and do things and, like, a full season, that that would mean something rather. I'm guessing Roger Goodell and all are yeah, well aware of that. I think so. Right? I
5: think so, and, I, you know, and I think that the NFL is going to profit from it, too. I, I think that the draft is going to be – the ratings are going to be huge. It's going to be like the Super Bowl because people haven't had the They haven't looked at anything. They haven't looking at sporting events. So I think it's going to get great ratings, and I think that the NFL, when they starts, you know, uh, in the fall, yeah, uh, it's going to have a lot of people – really uh, jazzed up because it's, it's really the number one sport right now with the, uh, you know, spectator sport uh, in America. And I think that once the season starts, it's just a great relief to people. So I definitely think it's going to be a very exciting time.
2: That's great. Great. Gary G. Cobb yeah. and our guest, uh, one very important question to finish with. I played my daughter Theodora in wiffle ball yesterday. She's nine and I was ahead 11 to eight going into the last inning And she got four home runs and took a 14 to 11 lead. And then let's just say we tied at 14. I I took that, that path. I'm wondering with you and your grandkids, how, what's your, what's your approach when you're playing them in hoops or something, you school them and make them learn, you let them win. What's the Uh, g Cobb method?
5: I really really kind of do all the above, you know, um, (laughs) Uh, you know, I I, I really you want let to them, let them win uh, so they get that, you know, a good, good uh, confidence builder and that sort of thing. But it's sometimes when they start coming back and they start talking noise, they're wait a minute. That's it. <laughs> you know, she
2: was doing hey, a little trash, so I had to, you know. They're
5: going like, hey, you're getting a little full of yourself, so <laughs> then you, you school them a little bit, you know, keep them in line. So it's just a little combination of the two. Uh, keep them on their toes. But it, it is a lot of fun to play That's... with them in and see them grow and, uh, you know, they start developing their skills and they're trying different moves on you and stuff and going, oh, man, you've been working on it. You know, so it's it's a lot of fun. But I I give them a little bit of both, a lot of success, give them a chance to win, but then every now and then a little rat and beat them down a little bit. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Hey, Grandpa still runs runs the show here.
2: (laughs) That's great. By the way, G, to keep uh, folks occupied, we have something called the Philly Sports Survey on our site. And we have a, uh-huh. half a dozen questions. I won't ask you all of them, but let me throw one at you. Um, do you okay. have a favorite? A favorite? One of the fir- The very first question is the favorite player from each team. Or if you're not a big fan of one team, just put in what you can. So, favorite Eagle, Flyer, Philly, and Sixer ever. So uh,
5: my favorite Eagles probably probably uh, well, it's either Randall or Reggie. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I say and Randall, why? I'd probably what's that? Why? Well, both of them, I thought, that, you know, were, I, I think you should look at both of those athletes and say, you know, never saw a player play that position like they did. Uh, so that, they, they just stand out. I mean, I, and I, both of them were teammates. In fact, you know, Reggie was my roommate. And so right. we, um, we, you know, got to know the guys real well, but special talents, like I said, who in all of the history of the game, you never saw somebody play the position the way they did. And I thought both of them were are were, were kind of uh uh they broke ground for some guys that are kinda of emulating the their games, uh, where you see some quarterbacks doing some things, uh, you know, like some of these guys that are out there now who can run like the wind and still got that gun for an arm, like Randall did. And then with Reggie, man, Reggie would be running over, you know, big hundred and fifty pound I was throwing them around like they were uh <laughs> you know like they were they were bowling pins and um you know, I see the guy after the play is going, man, that guy just threw me down, man. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, like I said, a 350 pound man has not been thrown around very much in their life, right. you know? And right. so they they were, you know, I, I thought that both were Hall of Fame talents, that yeah, special players. and Yeah. So those are two guys, but, you know, uh, and I i think a lot of them. In fact, I, I just talked recently talked to uh, Randall. Uh, he was talking about uh, his church, you know, and. And uh, and some of the you know different guys that have come in there you know because a lot of times you get to a lot of uh, famous people coming to his church out there in Las Vegas. You know? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So,
5: That's
2: uh, great. Is he? Is yeah. he? Has he been? Is he pastoring or is he attending? Yeah, he's
5: he's a pastor. Yeah, he's a pastor at the church. Yeah. Okay. Out there, out there in Vegas. Yep. Uh, pastor Randall Cunningham. That's right. Pastor,
2: <laughs> pastor Cunningham. <laughs> Gee, it's
5: great pastor to talk to Cunningham. you. That's right.
2: Yeah, it's great to hear your voice again. And Lord willing, we'll get to chat again sometime soon.
5: Hey, sounds good. And uh, everybody, stay safe. God bless you. And hey, Jesus is still Lord. So, Amen. You confident.
2: Amen. Enjoy your family, my friend. We'll catch up with you soon. All
5: right. Sounds good.
2: Have a, have a great Have a great
5: day, everybody.
2: You too. All right. It's G Cobb, right. Gary G Cobb. You can look him up, g Cobb.com. It's just the letter G C O B B dot com. Glad to have him on the program. Longtime friend of the show. And again, hopefully we'll have him on again before long. Forecast calling for um, some sun and clouds, the balance of the afternoon, then clearing out tonight, low 43. Tomorrow, cloudy, a shower, thunder shower or two, high up to 64. Quick break, and then we're going to bring on board Ed Begley Jr. It's Tim DeMoss' show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and uh, on the WFIL app. Live
1: and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's
2: 445 of the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in this afternoon. Hope you're well. Don't forget you can grab the podcast of our program anytime at WFIL.com. Usually takes a, you know within the hour after the program is over. So help yourself absolutely free. We are glad to bring in for a few moments now, uh, Ed Begley Jr. He is uh, uh, in conjunction, in conjunction, I should say, with Wednesday being Earth Day, the fiftieth one. And Ed has been in many movies and TV shows over the years, and has a spot uh, in his heart is not too, not too uh, small a way of saying it, uh, for environmental causes. So glad to bring you aboard. Hello, Ed. How are you today? Very good,
6: Ken. How are you doing?
2: Excellent. Thanks for taking time today.
6: My pleasure.
2: As we get started, I just wanted to ask you a quick question about your father, an accomplished actor in his own right. If you could just share a little bit about what you learned from him as an actor and how that played into you becoming an actor yourself.
6: You know, if my dad had been a plumber, I'd probably be sitting pipe now. I really wanted to do what my dad did when he was an actor. So uh, from the earliest age, when people asked me, I said that's what I wanted to do. And I got my first job when I was 17, and I've been working ever since
2: actor Ed Begley Jr., our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show today uh, for a few moments. Uh, take a minute and just let us know a little bit about how you became environmentally conscious in the first place, where, when those issues became on your radar.
6: It was 20 years of living in smoggy L.A. I had spent my first two decades of life there in Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley, and the smog was horrible back then, choking smog that just seared your lungs. So after two decades of that, And people said, we're going to have something called Earth Day. We're going to try to clean up the air. I went, sign me up. And I got
2: involved. Earth Day is Wednesday, the uh, 50th, actually. How will you be celebrating? How will you be spending it? And what do you encourage folks to be thinking about that day?
6: To do all the stuff that you can afford to do. Because not only is it going to be good for the environment, it'll put money in your pocket. You know, energy-efficient light bulbs, energy-saving thermostats, public transportation if it's available near you. A little hard now with a pandemic, of course bike riding of weather and fitness permit, you know, home gardening, home composting, anything that you can do on that short list of stuff, it's all going to be good for the environment and save you money. But there's really three pillars that we need to, you know, base all our work on of doing the right thing to clean up the air and do all these other things, which is personal action, like I just talked about, good laws, good, you know, environmental legislation and corporate responsibility. You need to do all three.
2: Ed Begley, Jr., our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. Uh, where do you start when you have conversations with folks about issues in the environment? Of course, there are a lot of different things you could talk about, but there are, are there a few that are kind of you know, simple, simplest to talk about and uh, for folks to get their minds around and maybe do something about?
6: Yeah. When you see some of the problems we're having already with climate change, with you know some of the increase in the intensity and the regularity of storms and hurricanes and what have you, I mean... It's affecting our lives already. Insurance companies are taking note about it. You know where the insurance companies are concerned. You have a real problem. So it's something that is today is not off in the distant future. You know, there's waters in many parts of, of uh, the state of Florida, Miami, and elsewhere that are, that are rising, and so we need to do something. We've seen it, you know, in parts of Louisiana, islands and what have you that have been inundated. It's something for today. And if you do those things to combat climate change, also going to clean up your air and lessen our dependence on foreign oil and both of those are good things too and you put money in your pocket
2: actor Ed Begley jr our guest earth day is coming up on Wednesday want to chat with him about a few things including the fact that I understand you have a garden at home uh, what are you growing it um, you know what do you recommend folks think about when they are doing their gardens we have a couple at home as well our kids do strawberries and some other things what about you yeah it sure is it's
6: a good time to have a garden if you have a piece of dirt in the front or backyard or if you don't have that kind of luxury you know if you can get part of a community garden have a little allotment of your own and go there with safe distancing and and work on it but i have a piece of dirt in my backyard i've always grown, grown food right now i got my tomato plants fairly high i got my corn in already i've been eating lots of lettuce already and kale and i got spinach and i got carrots and i've got green beans got lots of stuff already and it's a very cheap way to eat if you do it right if you Make your own compost and you're very careful with water. I collect my rainwater too, so I keep my costs down and you don't wind up with a $7 tomato.
2: Right. And along those lines, um, I'm guessing there are some misconceptions and thoughts about cost. I mean, it is an issue, uh, but at the same time, maybe there are some things you can do that really aren't that expensive and are within reach of most folks. Sure. Some thoughts about that, if you would.
6: Sure. When we look at the cost of building a house, we normally look, or an office building, you look at labor and materials. That makes sense. But there's another cost. That's the cost of operating that structure over its long life. A house like mine will last hundreds of years because I built it out of steel. So when you look at the cost of a building, it's not just labor and materials. It's what it costs to run. And if you build it right, with good insulation and solar, if that's available you know, because of your rooftop or what have you, and do some of those other things to make it more energy efficient, heating and air units that are efficient, all that stuff will save you money over the life of the cost of the house or office building, and that's a cost, too.
2: Thank you so much for your time. It's a privilege to make your acquaintance and have you on the program today. Have a great rest of your week.
6: Thank you, buddy. You, too.
2: All right. Ed Begley, Jr., our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show today. Uh, Speaking of films, by the way, uh, something you may want to check out while you have um, extra, Ed being in a lot of films is my little segue here. Um, No Safe Spaces. You've heard us talk about this a little bit. It was the number one political documentary of 2019, no is where you will find it because actually Amazon prime and, and uh, Netflix and those, they're not carrying it. They won't carry it, which is kind of ironic because the documentary is about free speech. It's uh, Adam Carolla, comedian, podcaster and talk show host, Dennis Prager. And they travel the country. They interview political figures and cultural figures on both the right and the left, so to speak. And uh, folks like Van Jones and uh, Tim Allen are in it. Ben Shapiro, Alan Dershowitz, and they explore the issue of free speech. So it, it illustrates how America is an exceptional country, but also uh, how foundational American values have come under attack and how you can fight back. Uh, Carol and Prager do it in a, a fun and entertaining way. So it's a, it's a serious topic, but also done in a way that doesn't feel overly heavy-handed per se. Uh, it's, it's, again, uh, you know, recommended for folks everywhere to be able to see and, and, uh, and check out, whether you have uh, perhaps teenagers up to adult to check it out, nosafespaces.com. Again, the place you need to go for that, though, because it's not available in the other places uh, that you would usually get your films. Had a 99% rating, by the way, at rottentomatoes.com, the highest of any film last year. Got a quick break to take, and then come back with a few things. And uh, why don't let you know, while I'm remembering, next Monday, we week from today, Moldy Oldies Monday. It's the last Monday of each month. And it's a chance for us to just dedicate a whole program to music and songs and some flashback favorites, if you will. So if you want to recommend a song for that broadcast specifically from now or think on it, email me or text the text line with a suggestion. Are you an Amy Grant fan, Michael W. Smith, Petra? Those are folks that often get thrown around from back in the day. Uh, They still have had songs out newer too, but we're talking songs from you know probably the 70s, 80s, maybe some 90s mixed in there as well. If you have a suggestion, my email is timmyd t-i-m-m-y-d at w-f-i-l dot com or you can text the text line at 610-500 DOVE 610-500-3683 That's for this coming Monday week from today, Moldy Oldies Monday Looking forward to that a lot on the Tim DeMoss Show Back with more in just a moment in WFIL. Have a
1: guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com. It's
2: 4.55 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Coming down the home stretch of the program, a uh, couple quick things to tell you about. Uh, WFIL's Ministry of the Month, leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. You can catch it at 5.30 p.m. coming up in about a half hour. Also, it's 3 a.m. on WFIL. And there is a free download of a book Dr. Youssef has written. It's called The Prayer That God Answers. Experience the power and fullness of the Lord's Prayer. Learn to pray as Jesus taught, and in doing so, bring his perspective and power to every area of life. At the end of each chapter, there's also an opportunity to write in your own prayer according to the pattern of the Lord's Prayer. So very helpful in that way. You can download a free copy anytime this month by clicking the Ministry of the Month banner at WFIL.com. Also, you're welcome to stop by AwakeAmerica2020.com for information on a prayer movement Dr. Youssef's launching. It's designed to challenge you to pray for God, to bring a spiritual awakening to our nation, starting with your own community. That's AwakeAmerica2020.com. Something on our website for you to be aware of is a new contest. We have a lot of different ones. Uh, One is where you can win $1,000 for Mother's Day, just uh, simple plain money to hand on to mom. so that's a cool thing or perhaps some other figure in your life so check that out on our website. Also brand new is uh, something that we we actually had our guest on last month, Mike Noraki who is the co-creator of Veggie Tales uh, a very good friend <clears throat> of Bob the uh, or Larry the, the tomato or, sorry Larry the cucumber I'm thinking um, and he also helped create the 321 Penguins video series. very talented, godly guy, very winsome in the way he goes about things. And this uh, relatively new book series he has out, it's an early reader series for ages maybe 8 to 12. It's called The Dead Sea Squirrels, and there are six different books. And uh, Mike shared a little bit about them.
4: The main character, he's a a 10-year-old boy. His dad is an anthropologist. And book uh, one starts off with Michael exploring a cave with his best friend Justin, who he's brought with him for the summer on his dad's dig. They come across two petrified, uh, sort of dehydrated, salt-encrusted squirrels that Justin think are disgusting. Michael thinks they're the coolest thing ever and will make them the most popular kids in the fifth grade once they come home with these two souvenirs. Of course. Um, And he stashes them in his backpack and sneaks them back home with him to Tennessee, puts them up on his uh, dresser one night when he comes home uh, with an open window, and they get rained on and rehydrated. Uh, and come back to life. And it's an old Jewish couple, Merle and Pearl Squirrel, who lived during the time of Christ and got stuck in a cave in the Dead Sea and sort of uh, petrified for a couple millennia. And uh, yes. so uh, they're sort of the kooky grandparents that Michael never had and uh, kind of you know carry with them uh, the knowledge of first century life and the teachings of Christ and the apostles and uh, kind of can offer that to Michael and his friends uh, in their dilemmas as, as fifth grade modern fifth grade kids.
2: So that's Mike Naraki, the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales and uh, the author of these uh, Dead Sea Squirrels books. There are six you could enter to win any of the six and the grand prize is all six. There are two new ones, Tremendous Trouble volume five and Whirly Squirrelies uh, number six just came out recently again, enter to win. You might win one of the six, or perhaps all six, check that out in our contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. Have a great rest of your evening. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow on the Tim DeMoss Show. God bless you. God's in charge. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.